All right, all right. So uh, we could start whenever. Okay, cool. All right, so where do you want to start with? Uh, we're going to start with... Fuck it. We just feel it. We just feel it. We just feel it, you know? Feel good. Feel good. Come on. Just come on. Just move your arms. Move your arms. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Go. Hello, oh, everyone. Welcome to Fan Freaks Podcast. <laughs> For some we're, reason, we're moving our we're arms today. We're feeling really good. We're feeling really fast. We're feeling, feeling really fast. We just keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Very Don't energetic. Stop. I have to stop. We got to yeah. calm down, dude. Woo. We're going to have a great show. Anyway, hey guys, how's it going? As you can see, it's me, uh, Bone King, uh, your, uh, I guess, sub-host? Spooky host, host. Of, the, of the night. The spookiest host of the night, the scariest creature of That's the right. midday Watch that we're doing out. this. <laughs> he's in town, yep. and he's not afraid to... To be a clown. I, well, I'm terrified of clowns, so that's something I'm scared of already. All right, Bam. as you can hear, I'm joined by my lovely guests, the Leisurely Vinny. How's it going, bro? It is great to be back here for another week of just good, clean American fun. <laughs> you all can find me at Leisurely Vinny, where I just talk about whatever just comes to my mind. Safely. Safely. <laughs> Remember to always wear those... Uh, Reflector vests. Of course. And uh, your little uh, shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Right. And don't forget a helmet. Inflatable you armbands as well. Just, you don't want, we don't want you to drown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? We're having a good time. Um, as you can see, Adrian's not with us today. Unfortunately, he is uh, working. He was going to record the other day, but uh, his poor little kitty cat is... Um, What's his cat name? Uh, you're going to call Snowball. me out right there. I'm pretty sure it's Thor, although I could be completely wrong. Odinson? Odinson has the G-Virus, and by that I mean he's just feel, feeling a little under the weather. We let hope you all, feel better. Yes, let us all wish the little kitty cat good good health. Yes, a little bit of kisses for you guys. Appreciate it. And we're, AJ, we'll have you next we, time. Bro. We always we love our cat fans. Yes. They're listening to, you know, right now over their owners. With their whiskers. With their whiskers. And, and their, their little f- tails with whatever control they have. Yeah. Look, I'm that, a dog person. I have no idea what cats have. I had one cat uh, when we moved, first moved down here to Florida. Mm. Uh, my family and I were from New York. And we had one cat, and it, it just ran away and just disappeared. Was his name Oliver? And no. did he join a company of some sort? No. Uh, it, it's Robbie the cat. Robbie the cat. Because it's uh, short for Robert. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I thought it would be funny to have like the most human name for a cat. Because just in case, be like, oh man, Robert's oh rubbing his God. ass against my carpet. Before <laughs> we before we get into the whole things about having a pet freaking named after a human name, let's go ahead and talk about something I read about real quick on our little set list we got right here. That's right. Uh, EA. Got- this is Nintendo. Not that this is like a really news channel like that much anymore, but it's just I wanted to bring it up because like I actually have no wow. idea. I actually didn't hear about this till now. Really? Yeah, I have no fucking idea. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't even know. I I know. I, I say this is because it's just like EA's. What do they so, say? It's just like kitty crap or something like that. No, no. It was just like they had some like uh, some study done that shows that people prefer to play. Uh, games for that are EA games on PS4s as opposed to Switches. I think so. And it's I guess. Like, well, it's because every the EA FIFA game, crowd. There's barely anything on the Switch that's from freaking EA, and also every game on there is like either FIFA or some like shitty port. So of course people are gonna want to play the PS4 version. Yeah. So regardless of that, their response was something akin to like people prefer to play our games on PS4 consoles as it's able to handle our performance needs and qualities. And it's like wow, that kind of throws Nintendo under the bus. The a Switch bit. is great system. You could do a lot with the Switch and granted, I mean something like Anthem really wouldn't work and I'm of course I'm quoting a lot of stuff from Jim Quisition because obviously guys this is where I got my gaming news. All right, so you're gonna just talk about it. I'm so biased. I don't need anyone to be like, hey, you that was from the Jim Quisition. I'll be like, yeah. It's where I, where I heard about it. <laughs> I don't watch the Jim Inquisition. I actually like him a lot. He actually brings up a lot of really good points, in my opinion, of course. I, I totally opinion. get you. I totally get you. Right, right. But my whole point is, is like EA, I don't understand how a company like this is still standing for it being so universally reviled. And then it's like, you'd think. It's the power <laughs> of money. They made so much money that they they're they're they are okay with making these, you know, risky uh, business practices. Risky business. It's just really stupid business. Exactly. Like so starting risky. stuff and then closing it because they mess up the formula and it's it's horrible. Like yeah. Uh, but anyway, despite <laughs> that, uh, the, I mean, 
as a publisher, they suck. They terribly, especially with the whole microtransactions and loot box, loot box fiasco, especially with recently went down. In oh, yeah. And they were big proponents of it even when it started. Like, they were the whole people who pushed pre-order culture and the whole fucking... Like for season pass. Yeah, like the uh, whole, like all that I will nonsense. say this. the Some of the developer team, like Respawn Entertainment, they're pretty cool. Mm. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order looks still looks really good. And I know I'm going to get shit on. It's fine because the EA game technically is being published by them. Okay, but it does. It's it looks really good because has the uh, has the Metroid Prime formula, but with Star Wars skin. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope it actually comes out, or it doesn't have any uh, really obnoxious microtransactions that kind of. I mean, it. I pre-ordered it, so. Oh yeah. Oh, Vinji, why? Uh, I want an orange lightsaber. And that was really worth paying the money that without even pay, knowing I, what the I, I, game I'm is. I'm only paying the same price as buying a new game. I know, but it's like so you I'm, don't I'm even paying extra stuff for free. It's not for free. It's that you're you're confirming a purchase for a game you don't even know what the quality of is yet. I mean, I've seen the gameplay stuff like that. It looks really good. Okay, and all the, the trailers and stuff, you're acting like these companies have never had, like, a fake gameplay trailer. Oh, yeah, no. All, Anthem was... That's the whole thing with Anthem was. So I totally get you. You know... But, I'm, but, I, but with Respawn, because they made such huge successes with Titanfall series, uh-huh. which is super popular, I, I, I do have some faith in them. I'm bringing a good Star Wars experience. They did say... Uh, there's no microtransactions or loot boxes in Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> they did admit that. Well, they don't call during them... a Disney press conference, so they can't back down. Sure, but they don't call them microtransactions anymore. So they'll just what be like, they call them again? "We didn't put microtransactions. We put surprise mechanics." No, that's what they were saying about loot boxes. That's what I just said. You said microtransactions. Those are well, I meant you said no loot boxes. So what I meant I, is no, that they, they have still no microtransactions, that. no loot boxes. Okay, all right. And they said that in the Disney press. Oh, so I, it's just, dude, I don't know. I, I, I feel good about Respawn. I don't care about DICE. My point is that this company has done so many, like, bad decisions business-wise, and they're somehow still afloat. Yeah, because... Like, oh, yeah. have the money Because they're FIFA. huge in, like, the South America or, or, like, Southeast, like, Asia scene because of the FIFA. Okay, but, like, really, that's enough to really... Carry you through everything, trust, like through all the freaking scandals. Trust me, you'd be surprised. Like there's, wow. there's, there was like actually like a chart shown, like a number of like major FIFA players and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Brazil's like the entire goddamn country. Okay, well, I mean, if it's popular, uh, Brazil's it's popular. huge. But it's just that it'd be fine if they just released FIFA, that whatever, it's fine, and it'd be a fun game that's popular. But the thing is, is that they have all those crazy like mechanics with the cards and the anything that makes the game like the pacing slow yeah. to a crawl, just so that it'll promote having. Oh my god, I'm I'm never talking to this microphone. I swear, uh, that it's just it never promotes like really fluid uh, gameplay. Like the pacing in a game sucks now because it's always centered around these cards or fucking boxes or some other mechanic that slows it down to a halt yeah and it's just like and then also on top of that because it does that people go and buy microtransactions to speed it up and then that's where a lot of their their revenue comes from and it's like that's why another thing that jimquisition was saying was that like ea doesn't really want to push for switch consoles because it's not really optimated to be a live service like the ps4 games are because it doesn't really have the network qualities as whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I could see that, whatever, and that makes sense. But it's just kind of like, that just kind of goes to show you their priorities in terms of like, okay, all of our games need to have constant online access. You know, constant online online uh, connectivity. Oh, that gets me started with the whole like Bethesda thing. When they when they release Doom 1 and 2, literally, when you start... When you start the game, they have to. You were forced to make a Bethesda account. I yes. did not want oh to make God. a goddamn Bethesda account. I didn't buy the games yet, just because when I saw that, I was like, no. Well, they were saying something as you said about it being optional, but like but that's that's the original purpose. Instead, they're going to try to fix this bug. But oh, we all yeah. know that this is not a bug. Because the first time they actually said anything, I remember. I remember the first statement they had. At least this is what I read. Yeah. I'm always prone to being wrong, but it was like something along the lines it of just works. No, this is. <laughs> This is something to to promote player progression and reward the players for connectivity to our website. And it's like, okay, but you're gating me off from playing the game. It's Doom 1, which has been available in, like, everything. You can even play on ATMs and, like, old, like, Nokia phones. Out of all the games. (laughs) Doom 1, a game where we've seen played on a calculator. Uh Uh-huh. 
Why? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could play it on a fridge by this point. Yeah, Doom 1 is the most easily accessible game because it's just everywhere. You know, right, it, right it's below... It's the pre-Skyrim of Skyrims. It's just everywhere was Doom 1 and 2. Right below Resident Evil 4. Oh my... That, right? <laughs> that, oh, that also came out for everything. Yeah, no, for real. Even the Game Boy Color. <laughs> I, I can't believe there was an iPhone... Port of is there really 4. an iPhone part? Yes, it? there is. It's fucking crazy. I can't believe how many. And the thing Does is, it look good though. There was a statement. Oh no, I'm, I mean, I don't know. It's good for an iPhone game. What do you want me to say? I mean, it, not not to say that iPhone games can't have really good graphics, but like, Kotar was, was early, beautiful so. on the on the Android device. Yeah, but this was like early, obviously like mid two thousands, I think. So I don't know. It was well, Kotar came out in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for iPhones. Oh, but what do you mean? That's what I'm saying. Is like uh, the iPhone port didn't come that later or that far after the. Uh, it came out pretty Resident far after. release. It came out in like 2012. Which one? Kotar one. Oh, we're talking about Kotar. Okay, yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bethesda though, right? It sucks. So, wow. Okay, you're just gonna straight out be like that, huh? I'm just angry at Bethesda. Like, just I I don't care about Fallout 4. 76 sucks. Well, I just don't care. I, I well the thing is I, I have I'm on my tired. Do- I on my docket over here I have um let's see uh PSA Skyrim and the workshop so here's the thing I'm I decided to reopen Skyrim I said why not right like Skyrim's a good game I could just try playing it for a bit and theoretically you know, it's a good game now you have to pay for the special edition well obviously but hold on what I mean is like that game is really easy to get lost in with the mods yeah and you just have so many mods and then you basically spend the entire time downloading mods and never actually playing the game which sucks <laughs> so like i was like you know what i'm gonna go in with one or two mods and then that's it you know i'm gonna go ahead and just work with those actually play the game and actually play the game little did i know that um some mods that i use required the dlcs and i'm like okay i'll just see how much the dlcs are the dlcs aren't listed what? So I, I can't buy the DLC to my game? Why is that? Oh, they're listed, but they're hidden because e, uh, Bethesda has decided to hide the DLC and the original release of Skyrim for PC like as like non-searchable items. So you can't actually, when you search Skyrim, you can't find the original release of Skyrim. You can only download the special edition. And the special edition... Like the Star Wars special editions. That was, yes, my very quick segue. But, um, yeah, no. Um, so you can only download the special edition, and that one doesn't have workshop compatibility. And that one you have to freaking go through their stupid, like, um, in-store game... Game for in-game Windows. store, yeah. In, no, no, well, I don't know about games for Windows. But in-game store for DLC, and, like, you have to go through whatever's been authorized by Bethesda, and it's, like, a weird... It's not as fun, obviously. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, nice way to make it really hard for people to enjoy the fan community, like, just because you want to promote your store. Like, obviously, but it's like, fuck off. Like, you can't even fucking play the normal version of Skyrim. You have to download the special edition. That's so dumb. Well, I mean, you can, but you gotta fucking search for it in a you way gotta that work hard. It's not even really searchable. I had to go on Google and say, "Where the hell is it, Google?" And then there was a guy that was like, "Here's the link to them because freaking Bethesda won't give us it." So thankfully, some freaking good Samaritan out there actually did Bless that. Bless you, child. Bless you, child, for actually freaking saving the world for a second. And I was able to enjoy Skyrim with the workshop mods, which are thankfully still supported. Do you have anything extra you want to say about Bethesda? No. I'm you done. said something about not being able to play Fallout 4? Yeah, because it's fucking garbage. Why? What happened? Fallout Fall 4 is the most broken single-player game ever. It's just... I just... It's just the dialogue sucks. Wait, wait, no. But you said that there, Bethesda was stopping you from being able to play the actual no, game. No, Fallout 3. It was stopping oh, me. Fallout 3. Fallout okay. 3. You have to get games for Windows, which was a defunctant... Microsoft Windows gaming pl- streaming platform uh-huh. from like the early two thousands, and uh, it, it it's no longer available because you know long dead. Right, like Resident Evil Five. Yeah. Right. So- <laughs> no, no, I mean the games from the. I don't mean the game, obviously. I mean games for Windows Live because I had to deal with that same yeah. thing for Resident Evil Five. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like you can't play Fallout Three because it's just because you have to connect to that. So what I found, that, like, the only way that I found to get around that, maybe this will help you get through Fallout 3, is, like, some dude out there, so, or, or dudette, some good Samaritan, will, like, put out a mod that will bypass the games for Windows Live, and you could finally enjoy Fallout 3 again. It's 
fucking awesome. Because that's what I had to do for Resident Evil 5. Really? Resident yeah. Evil 5 is like that for PC? Dude, you buy it on Steam, and then when you go to play it, it says, like, we can't start this game because Games for Windows Live sucks. And it's like, okay, how do I get around this? And it won't let you open it. I had to go online, Google search, work around for Resident Evil 5, and then, thankfully enough, actually on the Steam store page, someone posted it in the forum, so I actually found it there. And like, God bless you. It was a fix. It's just like the fan community are the only people who are fixing these fucking ports that are actually keeping things like alive as people are. are are these companies are like for, ruining uh, Resident it. Evil Five for PC? Because they the, did already. Resident Evil Five is on PC. Yeah, but they, are they gonna re-release? Aren't they re-releasing it? Oh, for the Switch. This for are. the Switch. Yeah. Are you are you are you gonna get any of the Resident Evil games for Switch? I say no now, but you know, like I'll see it on sale for three dollars, and I'll be like, well. Well, I mean, Resident Evil <laughs> One for three dollars would not be bad. Bro, bro, I just rebought everything for freaking PC. I have all the the original discs and stuff. For I have Alan Resident Wake Evil. and Alan Wake's American Nightmare for PC now, because they re-released it for PC. Yeah, yeah, I did too. They, dude, I remember when that game was on sale back when Steam was like the untouchable happiness. back then. Like, wasn't in scandals. Freaking back then, uh, I got American Nightmare and Alan Wake for like what two dollars each. It dude, was the Steam sales used to be like bogus awesome. Bogus awesome. It felt broken for a second, you know. Uh, so we got. Oh, uh, Remedy owns the IP for Alan Wake now, so they can actually do stuff with it. Oh, they were talking about making an Alan Wake 2 for, like, a long time, but then they didn't actually... But, they no, they made a terrible uh, TV game crossover thing called Quantum Break. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they're working on Control now, which I think is, looks pretty cool. And it's coming out for PS4. Apparently, some people like Quantum Break. Not necessarily... I never I played never it, played so it, I can't so... give you my two cents. I Some parts look cool, some parts look okay. <laughs> I mean, if it's okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, if you like, like it, cool. I, you I, know? I was just waiting because Alan Wake like struck such a chord with me in like high school. I love that game. And it was like, oh man, it's this one is... of the main reasons why I got into Twin Peaks. I think. Yeah, no, honestly, it was a big introductory thing. Although, honestly, Silent Hill for was you, a yeah. huge Twin Peaks thing. So it's like, yeah, I knew about Twin Peaks for a while. I just didn't have really the cojones to go through it. On well, my we own. did because I went through like season one the first time. Oh man, we're going through the Twin Peaks podcast again. Oh my god, we did that the entire episode. <laughs> All right, before we go to Twin Peaks, um, Let's what move. day is it today? Oh, Vinny? oh, happy Digimon Day, guys! Today is the day where we we celebrate the original kids going to summer camp mm -hmm. as they get sucked into a digital wormhole into the digital world. You know, as you do. <laughs> yeah. So recently, uh, Bandai Namco did a Digifest, a uh -huh. festival in Japan. And they announced a new Digimon movie, which will be the last official story of the original, you know, group of kids. Okay. See, like... I, so, I, Agumon, Tai Chi, uh, TK. Tai, tai Chi? That's Tai's full name. Really? His yeah. full name's Tai Chi? I knew his name was Tai. I didn't realize his last tai name was Chi. Chi. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, definitely. And they're, like, in their 20s now. Like, they're really aging them up. Like, we see them from, like, fifth grade... To middle school, to high school, and Digimon Try. Are they the protagonists? They are the heroes. They're the main, the main like. Characters they're they're the main characters of their universe. Oh my god, that's it, super rare. Because because wait, it, adults as protagonists? Yeah, Vinny, I don't believe you. I'm serious. Vinny, tai I think Chi you're making is 22. that up. I think you're making this up. I'm serious. Because Digimon <laughs> loves to like, at least have their characters grow up, unlike Pokemon, where Ash is 10 forever. Or Persona. Where everybody's just in high school. That's when anything happens. Don't when you're an adult, nothing happens. When you're a child, nothing happens. But when you're a teenager, it all happens. That's when it all happens. When it you're is a when teenager it all happens. In high school. Just when you're getting ready to adjusting to your new life. And then, oh, they also, <laughs> there's also going to be, uh, they're also going to be a new Digimon game, Digimon Survive. They did, cool. they released the opening for it, which... It's pretty cool because it's uh, with the artist from uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like a, a team up game. Right. It's a, it's a strategy RPG like uh, Fire Emblem. Ooh, that sounds like fun actually. That's yeah. No, that's the cool thing about Digimon games. Each one is di is a different genre because there's no rule for Digimon. Because sometimes they're programs, sometimes they're actual monsters. Mm -hmm. Like they never have like like because uh, uh, Pokemon they're all actual animals in their world. Uh, uh, There's yes. never changing of that rule, right? Right. But in Digimon, it's always different. 
See, that's the thing. I, I don't want to. Which is kind of cool. I don't want to make a big divide in the audience, obviously. But I grew up a Pokemon. Kid. I get it. I get it. I did. Po- I grew up with Pokemon too. But did you? You also grew up as a Digi child. Oh you? yeah, no. I had the. T- I still have some of the toys in the attic somewhere. So <laughs> like I mean, from like, the original like 1999 little figures. Uh, I I would want them for Christmas, and I had a big Impaledramon. Impaledramon? It's Imperial Dragon type Digimon. See, that's the thing about Digimon that I didn't understand. At least with Pokemon, like, you knew Water the evolutions. Type. Yeah, and they were so very well organized by type and, like, evolutions got crazy, size man. and There's whatnot. egg evolutions, stone evolutions, there's card evolutions, there's mega evolutions, there's uh, perfect evolution. I always felt Digimon was, like, the, the Sentai Pokemon. It is. You know, like, the more the Sentai... Uh, you know, different doodads that caused the MacGuffin to come out. Yeah, like you know? it's, uh, season one, we had the Digivice. Right. Season two, we had the fatter Digivice, but with eggs involved now. <laughs> Three, we had trading eggs. cards. Uh-huh. Because in that universe, Digimon were actually trading cards, and people got transferred to a digital version of the trading card game. I wonder why they were trading cards, almost to, to, sell to promote something or something, Yeah, I bought right? a deck. <laughs> <laughs> and four, uh, the digital world was in a train station. Oh, that that sounds more Persona than all any of them. That was pretty cool because the because uh, in that one the children turn into Digimon. Uh huh. Not, not, so it's pretty cool. Turn into Digimon. So yeah, they, they have like, their own Digisona. It's like it's like it's like Power Rangers because they all just <laughs> they have the Digivice and it's pretty much a morpher. Uh-huh. And they're like Digivolution, and they all get naked and armor comes on. Yeah, just like any transformation of a Sentai show. It was pretty much a Sentai show. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just interesting, you know, here on Fan the Freaks Podcast, we like to have a little bit of a a dynamic between someone who knows one thing and one person who knows the other, and you try and educate That's the thing about us. We know too much of one thing sometimes. (laughs) each Each one of us has, like, a different thing we just know too much of, and we can just go into details. I just wonder because, like... I want to learn more about Digimon because, like, I knew more about Pokemon, and in that world, I got you, fam. Pokemon are just around. You know, they're always no real... around. Digimon is more of a niche thing because no, no, the audience I... is not as big. <laughs> you misunderstand what I'm saying. What I mean is, like, Pokemon are part of the universe. Like, they're not like a shocking thing for every and every man day yeah. to see in that universe. And then in Digimon, like, you have to be transported to a Digi world to see the Digimon. And then when they're in the real world, people are like, "Oh no!" Right or no? Sometimes, depending on the uh, show, uh, depending on the show, because like ah. I said, each one is different. You know, um, I know uh, for the Cyber Sleuth games that came out for the PS4, uh-huh. there are or going to come out for the Switch. I highly recommend it. The multiplayer is a lot of fun. You and your fr- you could verse your friends. You and your friend could do a double team against other people. I played I played the multiplayer one a lot. The first one or the second one? Both. I have a cool multiplayer mode. Okay. And the first and second one could actually go against each other too, I think. Okay. So if you had the first one and I have the second one, we could still verse each other with our Digimon teams. Oh, I'll, I'll, it's like Pokemon in some way. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, it plays more like a Pokemon game, but for uh, older teenagers. Older teenagers. Okay. You know, it's... it's, it's, it's Is it persona yeah, it's very. It's, so you hold. Oh it's, yeah, it's the artist it. from Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, I played it. The the, the digital cyber sleuth. Yeah, yeah, I played it absolutely. Yep. And you had the the special edition Agumons that they threw in there. Oh, I love my Digimon. I have the I have the Tai Chi Agumon that has his goggles and T shirt. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's my. That's the one I use. See, I, I'm try, The thing is, whenever I I join oh, a I'm series, oh, I'm black Agumon too. See, I know that that I was about to say all the dark variants where they're all like gothed out and they're all like super cool. Dude, uh, oh Omnimon Omnimon Zwart, which is Omnimon Omnimon Black, looks pretty sick. See, the thing is, I have like no idea. Omnimon is who like you're so. About. So there's different Digimon types. Uh-huh. The highest one, the, the second highest one is called the Royal Knight uh, type Digimon. Okay. And there are these are like these like super holy knights that just they're legendary Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, essentially is what I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah, like but, Omnimon is a fusion of Agumon but, and Gabumon. Are all these higher like hierarchies and like types and shit, are they like consistent like in the world like Pokemon? Like if someone sees a legendary Digimon, do they freak out? Um on their respective seasons, yes. Oh god! See, that's the See, thing. See, the, like, the Digimon would definitely have a reaction. If a Pokemon's consistent, but consistently the but same. Here's the thing: each season, <laughs> each season, there's different deities uh-huh. that they're focused on. 
Right. So, because the, they're like I said, they're all not related, you know. Right. What, uh, seasons one and two is different than three and four. Okay. Uh, and what? what okay, in season one, they go into a, uh, a the world of dimension. Or well, and then in season two, what happens? Uh, the Royal Knights again, because season one and two, because two is a sequel to one. Okay. Uh, three is the first separate story, and that one focuses on uh. Oh, golly geez. Goo monster. Goo monster? There's a goo monster? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's the final boss is a goo monster. I'm sure that did something to someone. <laughs> Don't get me started on these goo monsters. Because they are phallic shaped somewhat. Oh my god. Before we get into that, let me ask you one quick question. Yeah. Well, what is... I was going to say who. Because it's not really a matter of who. What is your favorite Digimon? Uh, Hi, Andromon. He's like a black armored cyborg Digimon. Because with Digimon, like they got really creative with basically, it's like you could make any Skull monster Greymon, design. Skull Maromon. The evolutions really don't even have to be super similar. You could really like the variants are really huge. Yeah, and each, each Digimon game, you they digivolve in different ways. Like there's some di- games where you raise your Digimon, you have to feed them, you have to Tamagotchi style. Right? Yeah, you you also literally have to take them to the bathroom. Wow, it's parenting it, it, the game. It, literally, that's and I can't play those. You never have to let Pikachu take those. a shit. I'm so <laughs> goddamn impatient. <laughs> oh well. Um. Well, the thing is that poke that, that Pokemon that Digimon Cyber. What was it called? Cyber Sleuth. No, no, no. The, your your favorite Digimon. Oh, High Andromon. Dark ro- Android Coon. He's a dark Android type. Yeah. Dark Android Coon. Is he a villain or a protagonist? Is he like uh, who is he? Is it spoiler? Uh, his, previous, his, his previous form was an ally in the first season of the show. Ooh, okay. Spicy. All right, so it is kind of spoilery, so maybe yeah. we won't get into it. But all right, I, Radical. I, you know what? Just watch up. the show, and I promise you, you guys will enjoy it. Okay. Sub, sub don't do dubbed. Unless, unless you did watch the show as a kid, then watch dub also. But sub, watch it sub. Hey, man, everyone really likes that intro, so it's obviously going to be dope. Butterfly is such a better intro than the Digimon theme. <laughs> Digimon are the champions. Uh, Butterfly is beautiful. So I actually have a favorite uh, Digimon. Which one is it? It's going to be weird, but it's it's the Scarecrow one. Okay. I don't know. It's I don't know his name. But he was like the scarecrow guy in the first season, who was like on the bad guys team. Yeah, but he would I know always, he's, he's always actually help a mummy, the good not guys. a scarecrow. He was actually a mummy. He had a hat and a. a yeah, that's like the mummy. Straight, a straw he was a mummy. Shit, he was a mummy. His name was Mummy Mon. Mummy Mon. Look up that shit. I don't believe you. I know my Digimon's dog. My Digimon's dog. This isn't him. Who's this? This that's is mummy not Mon. him. That's oh. not who I was talking about. You said the guy with a hat. It was like a witch hat. Oh, Wizardmon. Oh, oh, mayhaps, mayhaps. Yep, that's him. Wizardmon. Wizardmon. He he was definitely uh a brave soul. He's cool. And he has and he has a like a clone variant called Sorcererman. Well, he that does ice attacks. I remember something big happening in the first season, which I'm not gonna go into spoilers. But I do like him a lot. And uh, I had, I always wondered if he had like a different form or something. So yeah. you're saying he had the other one? Yeah. Um. Do you remember the one I showed you that had the leather jacket, the the wing, the, the dark black wings? Really? That's course, related that's to him. His, that's his final form. Oh my god, that's awesome. And uh, I think between that and that one, I think it's my Otismon, the vampire one. <laughs> So it's, it's a very gothic uh, Pokemon family. Yeah, it's just like you can't really... I don't know if you'd be like, these are dark Digimon types. Like Pokemon. There are dark Digimon types. There, are, There's actually... Uh, the third strongest type is called the devil types. Devil type? Yeah, right, those cool, are your cool. Belphagormon. Those are your... Belphagormon, <laughs> holy shit. Uh, like Leviathanmon. Uh, Alexandermon. There's Lucifermon. Oh my god, Shivamon. Something like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious too. No, I know, and I'll definitely and, like get into that. And the new Digimon game, Digimon Survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme for this one, because like Cyber Sleuth was very much internet themed. Right. This one is gonna be Japanese mythology themed. Oh, which well, is gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm trying to even think because when I think of the, the old Digimon awesome. world that I had seen before in the first season, all I think of is like Eris from Final Fantasy VII. She had the little cactus mon. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's Yai, and that's Palmon. 
Right, right. And they were trying to get out and they were kids. So you're telling me this whole series, we're watching them grow, right? From season to season to season. Yeah. All right. Um, do you feel as though that's good character growth? Because, see, I'm asking you questions because I haven't seen I, it. For so some I'm wondering, is there something yes. I should skip? You know what I mean? Like, for, how, do, how would you guide me through as a new person into I watching would watch Digimon? seasons one through four. One, uh, seasons one, Adventure one, Adventure two, Tamers, uh-huh. and then uh, Frontier. Those those will get you. Those are good stories. Tamers Frontier. Okay. Skip Data Squad. Skip Cross Wars. So you can skip a few. You sk- sk- Is it like essential all- to story wise? You know what no, I mean? No, because like- these are separate stories, and those seasons aren't were done by a different team, so they're not very good. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I guess this other team wasn't very good in their own right. But the original team came back and did a season called uh, Digimon Adventure Try, which recently came out on Blu-ray, uh-huh. uh, which is really good. Uh, we see the original cast, but in high school. Right. And then uh, they, they uh, the same team is going to do the new Digimon movie, which is coming out next year for the 20th anniversary. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I'm going to have to. So how many seasons were there again? Uh, the ones I recommend. Well, I mean, in general. Ge- and, 20 maybe 20 yeah jesus christ i was thinking like five or six a lot of them didn't come to america uh and only remained subbed holy shit that's a that's a big hefty fucking binge watch let me tell you holy shit but that's why that's why the only ones you really need to watch to get a good story Mm -hmm. is one through four digimon adventure try and i i'm pretty sure that with the same team working with with, uh, the new one i'm gonna like it Okay, well, so we'll give it a shot. All right, so Digimon Day. Happy Digimon Day, everyone. Happy Digimon Day. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and draw myself as Wizardmon right now. <laughs> Your fanfic? I'm going to write my own fanfic about Wizardmon. There's so many cool Digimon. It's going to start right now. So uh, we have we are reaching our midway point. You want to talk about uh, a topic that we actually came up with? Uh, while we were downstairs really quick. Oh my god. We were just like, hmm, we have everything ready for the show, but I want to talk about this real quick. So we have sequels that are hard to replay. Um, games uh, games of a series that you love, uh-huh. but you just, you just can't replay it for any number of reasons. Either it's hard, or you, you, just, you overdid it. it. That's the thing. It's like, games and their replay value right yeah the thing is nowadays it might be for some millennials listen listening now they're gonna be like what the hell why would you like what's replaying a game <laughs> literally I, a lot of people nowadays just play it once and just drop it down well now games are more of like a, a session thing where you drop into a match and then you get out and that's the game there's no real completion of a, a story or something like that but regardless of that there are games that are like that nowadays and well i even one of my examples is one of those games but my idea with this concept is, like, these games can be really good. You could like these games, even. You know what I mean? As, as Vinny was saying, like, these could be good games. But for any number of reasons, you can't finish it. No. Like, again, you can't go back you and get play bored, through it again. Or it's just too hard. You got frustrated. So the, my, the thing that inspired this conversation for me was a little title called Silent Hill 4. <laughs> Silent Hill 4, I think, has one of the most creative and interesting stories in in a video game, believe it or not. It's very abstract and, and very interesting. It's, it's It's definitely unique. Super unique. It has a really unique feel with its setting, and it's really like uh, a decaying it New York. It did a lot of stuff like a horror game don't really do. City environment, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I liked it. it. It felt really fresh for, for the series, but the thing is with that freaking game... Is it's it's I feel like it's impossible to replay without feeling like you're you're just abusing yourself. Like the thing is, it's I don't want to spoil anything with the game, but you go through the first four sections of the game, and I I guess that's already somewhat of a spoiler that there are four sections, but there are more. Don't worry. But then you go through all of those sections again for the second half of the game with an escort mission, and it's like. <laughs> Holy crap, that's a lot to freaking stack on the player. Just as they're like crescendoing to the end, it's just, oh my god, it gets old really fast. And I'm trying not to like go into specifics, but it gets really freaking annoying. (laughs) And at some point you just start not caring, and then the game just kind of punishes you in a way that you don't even realize. Not to say that that happened to me, but people who have played the game will know what I'm talking about. So you know what? Silent Hill 4 is something I put out as game that's like, I want to replay this, but every single time I try to, 
Fuck it. It's just fuck it, man. This is way too obnoxious having to deal with a freaking escort mission. Especially if you have like Ugh. no time. It's just like I just want to play a game and just play through it. I want to enjoy this game. I want to enjoy and the not story. Just fucking hate myself. I don't want to have to pull up the fucking AR action replay or a Game <sighs> Shark. Get infinite health just to run past everything. Because it's fun. Because the ghosts do damage just as you run past them. Good shit. <laughs> I think the game for me that hits that mark perfectly. Uh-huh. It's Mega Man Battle Network 3. Oh. Uh, it comes in two uh, editions, white and blue. I always play blue. Ah, the Pokemon style. Yeah. Uh, it, has, it has a Pokemon thing where you collect battle chips and you use them as weapons. <laughs> okay. Uh, that game, I cannot beat for the God life. I, I do not remember how to beat the final boss. I've watched gameplay. I just, it's so obnoxious. First of all, you, your max health is like 700. His max health is like three, 4,000. What the hell? All right. And you can only hit him at certain times. While he's just barraging you. Well, how much damage do you do, like, output-wise? Because Depends like... on what battle chips you use. Some do as little to 10. Uh, and some of them do, like, 600 if you have the right, like, power-ups with Well, if it. you have 600, then that's that's something that would be able to take Yeah, but you, you're only allowed to have certain mega chips. Uh-huh. You can only have up to five of them. Okay, and I'm assuming that's not enough to do a good damage output. No. So the basically the final boss come with a risk. So pretty much the final boss is like a giant sponge. He is. He's a giant sponge, and so is the mini boss before him. You know how like final bosses have like a pre-final boss. Uh huh. Like a first final boss and a second final boss. Well, Mega Man, you usually have like what four bosses before the freaking final boss. Yes. Yeah, so uh, like, it, it was hell? base for this one. Oh no, my boy! It was base, and because he has his, because he's like Goku, he has the Super Saiyan glowing thing. Ah, he turns super. He, yes, he turns super, and his shield t- it has it doesn't have a life bar, so you don't know how much hits it takes. Uh-huh. But it takes a lot. Okay. So you're using one of those super mega chips early on already, towards uh base before you fight the final boss, which is named Alpha, I think. And he's supposed to be like the pre-internet internet. Pre-internet internet. internet. And And he's like a bubble of red goo with armor. See, the thing is, I, I hate enemies. So he's like basically a giant sponge. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I just can't fucking it. do it. It's so annoying because you're basically sitting there. I have, to, cheat. For I have to like, you know, action replay of the same mega chips allowing me to do like 10 or more. Mm-hmm. I just, just fucking get with it. Just I, I want to see the spoil alert. Well, the, okay. so basically two of our examples so far have been like gameplay reasons. Where it's just either frustrating to deal with the gameplay or... The boss is just obnoxious. So, yeah, and in that case, is also frustrating to deal with the gameplay. So it's like, that's exactly why. So I have another example that I want to bring up is that first, it's a sequel that's hard to replay. Um, I'm going to say Metal Gear Solid 4. That is a... I never, try, I never tried replaying it yet. Because yeah, I you just, just got through I just it. finished my first playthrough, so I think I'm good for a break for Metal right. Gear Solid. Just to kind of keep it fresh, positive. Uh, right, right. Uh, because I have a habit of replaying the same game over and over again, you know. Oh, yes. Cl- and we did that, what, for Persona 5? Ah, oh, that was my next one I was going to say. Persona 5, gosh We did that it. one for Persona 5, and I, and I can't finish it. Like, I'm, I know I recently started a new playthrough, uh-huh. and I paused somewhere, and I just never put the disc back in. Because the thing is, when you replay Persona 5 at least a few enough times, you're just like, I just want to get in there and play the game. I want to already get in and start, you know, doing so the, much the talking, tar- the, not Tartarus. What's it? The mementos in this game. I just want to start doing shit, but then Morgana. I swear to freaking God, Morgana. Meow, Always meow. freaking go to bed. Go to bed. Just go to bed. Go in to Persona bed, Four, you uh, can at least do stuff at night, you know, to yes. increase your status. You, t- you know, do social. Persona links. Three too. Persona Three too. Yeah. Even though I can't play Persona 4 also. I replayed that You game. can do stuff at night with Persona 5, but the thing is is that Morgana just bothers you so much more often, and the game holds your hand super hard. That's like, wow, the team just talked about something earlier today. Well, we better go to bed. And it's like, what? The, but we could just do something at night. Also, no, the texting. What, no. we, we'll, we'll have the same text conversation from a <laughs> cutscene before. Just to recap everything we just talked it's just about. like, I skipped that shit. I don't, I don't care what I reply as. So replaying Persona 5 is just mashing that fucking skip button. And it's just like, oh my god. I That's get it. That's how I'm it. doing Persona 4 I right really now. get it. It's just, I just want to get through it, but you're not letting me. Speaking of, I brought up Metal Gear Solid 4. 
You could skip the cutscenes, but holy shit, does that game really like its cutscenes and its cinematic like well, moments? Well, he even wanted to make a movie. Well, of course. Well, he he just really didn't even want to make Metal Gear Solid Four to begin with because he just wanted it to be over with with two, not even four. But regardless of that, he he makes a lot of the moments really cinematic, and like you have to sit through a lot of these different cameras, and you basically are holding up for like an hour, not even like thirty minutes or something, and it's like holy shit. I just want to get to the fastest freaking level with the freaking two PMCs fighting each other. Just stop it. Just let me get to the fucking cool shit. Oh, it's so, it, it's just, it was long. It's just, I find that games that have bad pacing. I had two pacing. meals during my playthrough of, uh, of Metal Gear Solid 4. I had lunch and dinner in the exact same playthrough. <laughs> Cause I was just watching the cutscenes, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's not that they're bad cutscenes, And in fact, they're really well integrated with the game. It's just that the pacing gets slowed down really hard, and at least for replayability. Like, I think about Resident Evil 2, right? Where, like, Resident Evil 2 Remake, let's even say something more recent. That game's fun. Where you can replay through that game, like, very quickly if you know what to do, but that game is designed to be played through within, like, four hours, and you're done. Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, 5, 4 is designed to be, like... 100 hours. You know, like, a big experience, multiple hours. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, do you think he designed it to be, like, a four-hour playthrough? Or, or like... Because most movies are around, like, you know, two hours. So it's a way longer experience than a, a movie, even. I, so <laughs> I don't think he cares about the image of his games. I think he just cares about the experience he... Like, a James Cameron film. I don't remember a single goddamn detail of Avatar, but when it first came out, it was an experience. So, like, this, I guess, leads to another question. is like, you're sitting down and you're writing the next Metal Gear Solid, right? And you're just like, how long do I want this game to be? Not in terms of replayability like we've been talking about. I think he worries about that after he makes, as he's making the game. He's mm. like, oh, I have to cut some stuff, you know? Right. I don't think he has a clear idea in the beginning. Well, when he cuts something, he has to realize how long it is. But I guess even as we saw his career progress, he just kept on wanting to make more as it went over. Like, Act 3 never got into Metal Gear Solid Five, So it's like, how much of that was Kojima not knowing how to end it versus, you know, Konami being assholes? And Konami being assholes is a very high like likelihood here, you know what well, I mean? Well, because Konami is just as assholles in general. They're Pachico machines. Right, That's exactly. And health clubs. Don't forget their health clubs. I forgot about that. It's very, very interesting and fun health clubs. They released a Metal Gear recently, too. Metal Gear Survive. That, and look, it farted away and no one ever talked Did about it ever that? again. No, of course I didn't play because I played Metal Gear Solid 5 already. And you can pretty much see they reuse the same fucking map and everything assets. So like every asset, really. Really? It's not. Wasn't it a zombie game? Yeah, yeah. I guess if you call the unicorn red horn zombies, I guess so. They're unicorns? So yeah, um, let's move on to <laughs> something else to talk about. Um, Vinji. I want you to tell me, my friend, have you been playing anything recently? Have I been playing anything recently? Um, I've been playing this uh, Japanese RPG Yo. Uh, called uh, The Legend of Heroes. Uh, the Trials and Heroes tri- of Cold trial, Steel? Tri- the Trail of Cold Steel. The Trail of Cold Pathways? The Trail of Cold Stuff. The, the it's, uh, Trail it's, of it's a game Chili about, Trail? Uh, the Chili Trail? It's Is a game it's about? about a class of high school students. Of course it fucking... <laughs> no, of course it fucking is. It has to be high school students. Doesn't it, Japan? Doesn't it? <laughs> they belong to a, a military academy, and, uh-huh. and they have to fight terrorists. A, a military academy, because it has to be the military high school. Oh, but my goodness. But the game... The, what I like about this game, it goes to a straight-up genre switch, like, halfway... I don't want to spoil it, but okay. And the third one's coming out soon too. It's uh, it's it's a series. Okay. Trails of Cold Steel one, two. Uh, they both came out for the Vita. That's when I first started playing it. Mm-hmm. But because three is gonna be PS4 only because nobody makes games for the Vita anymore. <laughs> uh, I have How to. Sad. I have to replay one and two. So how I freaking pick- sad. The Vita is still so good in terms of like display. I and- love it. I love it. It's a good PS1 emulator. It's the best mobile PS1 emulator ever. I play Mega Man Legends all day. And I PSP. Just, I could just, you know, go to the bathroom. I could go to my room. I could go to the living room. I could go to the kitchen. Well, we've established that dog. Vinny's legs work. 
<laughs> I can walk. See, oh I got this God. new product called Legs. <laughs> Installed just yesterday. Installed just yesterday. I've learned <laughs> to kick people. Um, my so, mom never got back up. <laughs> my goodness. You better, hear, better hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, She'll you beat you up. on a crack, you beat your mom's back. And look what you've done. And look what I've done. And look what you've done. Let's Okay, hold on. So I've been playing something recently. What's up? Would you like to hear what I've been playing? Yes. I have been playing Resident Evil 6. Go home. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, guys. Finally. We only accept good games here. Hey, guys. I'm back. Um, no, yeah. Resident Evil 6. So Leon's I have a plan. A campaign is the most okay. Oh, my God. See, I say the same thing. We're talking about games that are hard to replay. Let me tell you, Resident Evil 6 is one of them. Because um, the thing with this game... Okay, so let me just start off. Bone King TV, twitch.tv slash Bone King TV, uh, is having a special along with Chroma Pixel and uh, Brawling Barb. That's his name, by the way. He changed it. He's no longer the Barbarous Dead. His name is Brawling Barb. And uh, no, no, it's a good one. I like it. I like it. It's better than Barbarous. I, I can't... I can't it's type a little, little, I mean, So A plus on the change. Let's go ahead and get some hype for him because we're going to be doing a Resident Evil 6 campaign run through where it's, ooh. yes, where it's two characters each campaign. We're going to switch off so we'll have different chemistries and different interactions. I'll be streaming with Pixel on one. Uh, I think the way we organized it was that it's me and Barb for Leon and Helena. Ooh, which one are you? I'm Leon. Uh, he's Helena because he loves Helena. Oh, my God. Does he really? He loves Helena, which I get it. Helena's actually a pretty cool character. I just wish she wasn't so fucking useless in terms st- and story wise. Pick up a gun. Like no, she does the the combat. Yeah. It's just she doesn't do anything story wise. She just kind of is there. vague for half of the story, and then eventually is like, "All right, Leon, I'll just follow you for the rest of this." And it's like, okay, and that's all she does. And it's like she has no character that's outside of that. How I feel about most of the characters? They're just followers. Right, right. Fucking- just to follow the veterans around. That's all it is. Veteran anyway, Jake is not a veteran. Well, Sherry technically, I guess, is. I guess. And then he's he's a veteran by proxy of being Wesker's seed. Yes, yeah. I birthed him. That's like, oh my that's goodness, like Virgil from Don't Like screen. Cry having a kid. It's just, I don't see it. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. My screen turned off. I thought the screen, I thought the podcast turned off. <laughs> no, Virgil's another one. That that's a, uh, He's pretty much a Wesker clone. A Virgil? Yeah. Like, what? Well, they have similar teleportation things, but and they're they both Capcom. also have trench coats. They also... Well, it's Capcom likes trench coats. And Actually, it's because Shinji Mikami likes trench coats. One of them is, you know, diseases. The other one is demons. Diseases. That's a combo right there. Diseases and demons. Oh, my God. Imagine... Not MVC only... MVC3 canon. Not Virgil <laughs> and Wesker together. And then diseases they start spreading demon. plagues in Red City, uh, Red Grave City, fucking Red Grave, Red Field. Yeah. Wow, look at that connection right there. Start spreading a plague that makes you haunted by demons. Virgil having a son has always been weird to me. What'd you say? You weren't close enough to the microphone. Virgil has a son. That's weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, is that a spoiler? No, everybody knows that. Okay, because I don't know. I'm like, wow, I don't... Everybody knows that. It was obviously stated before even DMC4 came out. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me get back to Resident Evil 6 I have to, before I forget the, the team-ups that we had. The game sucks. Yes, I know, but I gotta... So I can advertise it. Go so advertise it! So this Friday, um, which is fucking uh, tomorrow, oh my gosh, the 2nd of August, 2019... We're going to be playing Resident Evil 6. Um, it'll be me and Barb for uh, Leon and Helena. It'll be me and Pixel for Chris and Piers, which I offered uh, for her to play as Chris. But she was like, no, I, I already picked Piers. It's fine. I'll, p- I'll play Piers. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll guide you to safety with my bulging muscles and giant forehead. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll find the exit. I'll be damned before I lose another partner. Join the BSAA. Suck on this. But all my partners are dead. <laughs> Every single time my partners die, but only in this game do I actually care about it. <laughs> it's like he's all like like traumaed out. He's like, oh my god, I can't he let another like team die. Thumb. Resident Evil 1, his team dies. He doesn't fucking have this trauma, but only the team in Resident Evil 6. <laughs> so it's just weird. It's not even Resident Evil 6. It's like pre-events of Resident Evil 6. Wait, Resident Evil... What? What are you talking about? Because that was a flashback scene, wasn't it? Where all his team died? Well, no, because Resident Evil 6 encompasses a large portion of time, Vinny. 
Therefore, it's long. It's very long. I'm tired. <laughs> so it'll be uh, me and Pixel for Chris and Piers, and then it'll be Pixel and Barb for Jake and Sherry. I was totally fine with not doing Jake and Sherry, as I remember one specific snow level and one specific Asian hotel level that I just really don't want anything to do with. <laughs> At all. It was a Chinese hotel level. I mean, the only, ca- I mean, the only characters that, that matter is Chris and uh, Leon. Well, they, and they're, they're so standoffish. Matter. They don't ever want to work together. It's the fucking worst. Anyway, that'll be what we're doing, and that's how we are fucking my sister. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Leon, I need you to continue the, red fu- the Redfield bloodline. What are you talking about? Jill's my friend. Never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect her. I'm I'm really 100% convinced. And hey, guys, I think I've said it on the stream Wesker before. Wesker and Chris. I'm pretty sure Chris might be batting for my team. I, not that it means anything. It doesn't make change his character at all. It's just that you see... Or, he, never, he never showed any interest in Jill, and they went through a lot together. And it, okay, but well, you know what? Maybe I'll take a step back, and maybe I'll keep that as my headcanon. But at least the games have confirmed that Chris and Jill are not romantically inclined. They do not care about each. They do care about each other, but as friends. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Because why? What happened? Just just being friends. In the at the end of RE one, I think one time that they kiss if you're playing as Jill, and then they like and they embrace and kiss. And that's maybe because she, she thought he was gonna die. And then in the helicopter, they basically hold hands. And then after that, they never talk about like being romantically inclined whatsoever. And RE5 is the biggest proponent of this. Where it's just like, all right, Jill, we've known each other for a long time. We're just partners, right? Partners. And it's like this really hard line that we are friends. <laughs> I feel like she's okay. She'll be okay with you know moving on to something more. But Chris is just like blocking it. And who's the only person that Chris is just obsessed over? Wesker. So I don't know, man. Wesker's the one person he just talks about. So uh, I don't know. That's just my my idea. <laughs> of what I think it is. Uh, we're going to move on to the next thing real quick. Um, I want to talk about music real quick. And normally on this podcast, we don't really bring up music as like a topic as much as I'm... A, okay, you guys want to write in and ask me music questions. I'm super on board because I'm obsessed with music. Yeah. Uh, Vinny, I don't know about you. What do you think about... how On your scale of rankings, movies, games, music... I'm going to put anime in, in movies just for the sake of that and TV shows. Well, I know a lot about like 1960s and 70s rock and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Vinny's a very classic guy. Let me tell so you. So I'm more I'm more of like an old schooler. Uh-huh. But I know a lot about them. Like I know I, I even have books on some of their myths and legends. Like what if like stories are not. What if true. I was imagining the comic about, books. Like there's like this <laughs> one where like the they put a. A shark and some Led Zeppelin put a shark in this woman's bathtub, and it, the shark was like eating her out. That what was the a, hell? That was a myth. That was a myth. Yeah. What do you mean, like a, a like concert pe- goer myth, or no, like something like they someone, put in a show? Like people just normally talk about, like Led Zeppelin did in a hotel. Oh, party. it's like a, a story from the groupies. Well, of course they make shit up. That would make sense. And it's just the juiciest stuff. Well, juiciest. For the record, I just want to go ahead and, and but on yeah, no, stream. I, I, I'm good with I'm good with music knowledge. Awesome. But on record, on stream, on Spotify, I want to just say thank you, Vinny, to introducing me to the Beatles. Bam! <laughs> Out of all the fucking bands, the most popular band in the world, it was my good buddy here, Leisurely go Vinny. Back. I always go back to the Beatles because, you know what it is? It's just easy to put on, do whatever you need to do because it's just good stuff in the background. You have to imagine like an early middle school, uh, like a uh, um, Bone King. I was about to say my name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. An early middle school uh, Bone King just going up to leisurely like. We met dude, in high school. What? You always keep saying that we met in middle school. I was in New York. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? That's how long it took me to get into the Beatles. <laughs> it, it was, we met in eighth grade, I think. It's, no, ninth grade because it's high school. Okay, well, in early high school, Bone King going up to Leisurely Vinny and being like, hey, I heard about the Beatles, right? But I only really like one song. Could you show me more? Yeah, sure. And I was covered in mud from a... <laughs> oh, yeah, from diving into, into the freaking puddles. puddles. Yeah, that's a story real quick. <laughs> I got money out of that too. Yep, someone bet my uh, my good friend here that was that how he got it. Uh, the money you someone bet you to do that, or I don't think I've ever asked. Uh, someone, 
it was so many years ago. <laughs> so I remember it was a conversation in the cafeteria portal because we had portables. Oh my god, yes. And uh, I was talking to a group of people, and they said I wouldn't do that for you know. And they started collecting money as people are starting, you know, making bets that I wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. So I did it, and and I lost <laughs> the money because I got sent to the principal's office. To be clear, there it was after it rained, and there was a giant puddle in the center of like this the grass field, the, the main courtyard. central courtyard, and there was like a giant puddle, and he just dove right in there, clothes and everything. And I went to Italian class after that. And then it was like, Vinny, go to the principal's office. Yup. And he went to the principal. Well, and least then I got sent home and I was like, you know what? Today wasn't so bad. Yeah, man, whatever. He lived life, got home early, made some money from the thing, but lost it. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I got home early, played some video games. Can't complain. Whatever. I did something stupid. Whatever. <laughs> no, no. It was just, it was that moment where and like. And it was like a day after that where I came back to school. And that's where I met you. I was going to say, like, I didn't know him at the time. And it was like. Who's that strange kid? It was very Persona, actually. You were very much the Yosuke, the man, like, who fell to the trash can. Oh, yeah, the goofy guy. And I was just like, whoa. I had the long hair to prove it. Who's that? Oh, yeah, where he had the shaggy. Oh, my God. Anyway. (laughs) I had the Yosuke hair. I brought up music. The Americanized version. I brought up music on the podcast because I wanted to bring up some news that Rammstein did some pretty cool shit uh, recently. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Rammstein for being awesome. Oh, I knew about this. Yes, we're on stage at a Russian concert. They were just like, you know what? Fuck this whole homophobic shit in Russia. We're just going to do a quick kiss on stage. And then he like kissed his band member on stage. And now it's Was all it full fucking, time? I, I don't know. I didn't see everything. I saw a picture, but it's like everyone's freaking out about it. Like it's headliner news. And it's like, dude, that just goes to show you how ridiculous this is. It's, like, it's just two dudes kissing. Like, I love how they're willing to break the mold like that. Because in order to like, especially in Russia, really express a very conservative country, right? In order to express something that I well, I don't know, everyone feels is just, but something that expresses freedom and like makes people feel okay to be in their own skin. That's what metal is—the like feeling of being yourself. You know what I mean? A lot of I goth totally and all those things. It's it's fuck society. You be yourself. And I can never think of anything more than, yeah, fuck you, homophobes. It's what it is. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like Rammstein, always breaking the mold. I'm pretty sure. Ozzy Osbourne just in drag for a show. Just fucking do it. He was like, like he, 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 he was like, he, he even like shaved his beard. He like, he, he was, he, he really womanized himself. That's the whole thing. And that's he like, who cares? It. That's what it is. It was just a metal show. It's just this really ugly looking lady. I love metal because it challenges the norms, even on its own stereotypes, bro. Everyone thinks that metalheads are super aggressive and hateful, and they're no, some of the nicest. They're some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I go to metal shows, and they're just like, I drop, bro. I drop the. Say, risk. There are some dicks out there. Well, of course, there's dicks that anywhere. overplay the whole metal look. Oh, well, there's the people who are into the image or whatever, but I'm talking Not about just that, but they're just like super mean and bullies. Well, of course, but you'll find douchebags you know, anywhere, bro. But what I mean is like you go to a metal show. I once had a wristband fall off at a mosh pit and I was like, oh, no, my wristband. Any other fucking if it were me, I would not even pay I attention. Even brought, you should have brought the wristband to the metal show in the first place. Get out of here. I wanted to It was a, it was the one with spikes, wasn't it? Uh oh man, that was one of them. But no, it was a regular sweat uh, sweatband one. Okay. But anyway, it fell, right? And a metal dude totally dives in there, grabs it, and goes, Here you go. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're awesome. Thank you. Like cause that's metalheads. They metal want to enjoy the like moment. A high defense because they get no. they kicked each other's ass. Every Man. show I went to, like when I saw Metallica, they just kicked each other's ass. When I saw Iron Maiden, they kicked each other's ass. When I saw Black Sabbath, they kicked each other's ass. So like, I I just want to just give that big salute to, to the rock, to that the guy. metal industry, industry. Oh God, no, the metal scene. I guess like you metal know, metal industry. culture. They're cool. As, they're cool as fuck. That's all I really yeah. gotta say. So thank you, Rammstein, for once again keep it up doing that. I decided I'll, to go I'll back. Call your parents. Tell them. This, I'll go tell them. Hey, you guys did a good job. Give you a gold sticker on your report card. Good job. Good job. Uh, and then also, I've been listening to his, their stuff because of it. Like I went, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give them some extra support and listen to their shit. So I went ahead and I'm starting to listen more of their Rammstein stuff, which which I already was. But, like, going back and dipping into Sony and Mind Tile and fucking, like, they have some really good fucking bangers, let I me tell it. you. 
I believe it. I really, oh my I've God. heard some Ramstein here and there. Never like actually learned what the name of the songs are. Duhast is, uh, is the most popular, obviously. That's, that's the one I probably heard the most. Then. It's a classic. If anything, if you like their, their dancey sound, you might like, you know, Mind Tile and Te Quiero Purta. Te Quiero Puta. Yeah, there you go. It's a Spanish album? Yeah, no. That's another thing that Ramstein does. It's really cool. It's like they do a lot of songs that are based on other cultures. So they have a song called America. They have a song called Moscow. They have a song called Te Quiero Puta. Like, it's it's just they do whatever they want, you know? I did. And the thing is, that could be taken too far because I did hear. And granted, it's a fucking rock show. And you're all about breaking norms. I did hear they sodomized Till Linderman sodomized uh, one of his band members on stage, which is like, bro, <laughs> do whatever you want. You know what I mean? But there's got to be a limit. Time, uh, I think that, well, look, this might be a rumor. This is what I heard years ago and I was told and I'm this pretty is, so sure it it's true. true. It may not be true. I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, this is 100% fact. But it's like sodomizes somebody. It's his. No, it's not somebody. It's not a random person. It was like a band member. Yeah, but who was that? It was just agreed upon before the show. It's like, bro. Yeah, you know, be funny and for you know, you know, they're really feeling the themselves. They just. It's basically just fucking on stage, and it's like you're going to a metal show, and it's like, could you do that if Ozzy's able to bite the head off of a bat? Could you fuck someone on stage? Yeah, but <laughs> you don't go to eating weird animals. To fucking on stage. Because, I mean, Rammstein's doing all sorts of artsy shows at their concerts. It's fucking awesome. They have this giant dick cannon. And now it's making me think, like, not to cause gay panic. Not to be like, oh, man, is Till Linderman gay or whatever just because he's supporting gay dudes. But, like, they do have shows with a giant dick cannon that shoots jizz on the audience. So I'm just wondering if it's related. I don't think he's gay. He's probably just very fluid. I honestly, I find that to be a more reasonable answer where he just does whatever the fuck he wants. Like, and he thinks it's, it's, like, it's cool he, he, he or funny. He just does it. Toaster, he sticks his dick in it. Exactly. Well, it doesn't matter. Till Linderman is a badass. No matter how, however you go around it, he just is himself. Yeah. And that is why metal is the best. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> I like metal. So uh, I just want to go ahead and say um, we're actually approaching the end of the show. Uh, we did a really, really good show today. We got through a lot. We got through our entire set list. Did we? Just in time, actually. Nice, because I love just you know going to the left field and we get breaking lost. from <laughs> get lost in each other's eyes. Oh yes, <laughs> in each other's hair and eyes and voice and topics and, and opinions. We, and we touch each other's candles. <laughs> we light each other's candles. We stoke the fires. We burn the incense. It's what you do. You know what? It's just, it's just give or take. <laughs> it's give and take it's give and it's give and take right. but I want to go ahead and just remind everybody um, you know uh, we, we love hearing from you guys so uh, we want to hear if there's a topic you want us to talk about just let us know 100% plus even on today's topics like how do you feel about EA dude I, I have a feeling and I wanted to ask this for everyone real quick I would really love it if you guys could come to the Facebook page and tell me just like one moment that EA Fucked you over because everyone has at least one like one moment one series sword tour one game right star wars star wars mmo that game sucks so like there's always one game or one series that ea has actively fucked over so um we're gonna go ahead and post this podcast in the the in the fan freaks um facebook group you go to fan freaks you find us on um yeah you go to facebook i'm sorry you go to fan freaks on facebook you can find us there and the podcast we'd love to hear about it because ea has fucked over way too many people and i really want to hear you know build a really good solid argument so tell us about that. Also follow us on Twitter at Bone King. Oh wait, wait, wait. don't worry. We're getting there. We're getting there. I just want to go over the stuff for the, the over the topics. No, yeah. that's when we sign off. I got you, buddy. Don't worry. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was what we were doing. One more thing. We are. Uh, we want to hear about your favorite Digimon because it's it's Digimon. Oh day. yeah, no. Happy August first, guys. So it might be Digimon uh, should be back on Hulu. Every streaming service took Digimon off. <laughs> I, to get to watch Digimon, I have to fucking get stars. Oh my god! And by that point, you might have to yo ho your way. Like, oh I'm my gosh. fucking, I'm gonna fucking just take acid and go to my own digital world for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no. Uh, tell us your favorite Digimon, or even tell us about a sequel that you find a I'm hard gonna get time him to play. I'm gonna get him to play on stream. I'm gonna get him to play one of the Digimon games. That sounds like fun. Or tell us Maybe about the a- fighting game one. The fighting oh. game one's really good. Sorry. Yes. No, it's okay. It's okay. Or tell us about a sequel that is hard to replay. Mine was Silent Hill 4. Vinny's was Persona 5. Very. Persona, no, no. It was Mega Man Battle Network 3. Ba- Mega Man Battle Network 3. 
But Persona 4 and 5 are definitely. 100%. So you got plenty of topics. And if any of them strike your fancy, hit us up at the Facebook, uh, over at Fan Freaks at Facebook. You can find uh, Leisurely Vinny at Twitter. At Leisurely Vinny. Um, Obviously. All about all of his scribblings and, and random Where I thoughts. just talk talk about whatever I'm, you know, I'll talk about whatever I'm doing at the time. Oh, yes. And he's always great at responding to stuff. So if you really want, like, if you just have nothing to say and you just want to just let some nonsense out, Leisurely Vinny I'm has you covered. I'm open to it. In <laughs> fact, I might retweet it and he, heart it. He is what we call a shit poster supreme. I am... He, on a Discord, yeah. <laughs> my Discord. He's been keeping that shit alive. Thank you, Fuck it. Vinny. I want to say it. that because I, I I get new shit like every day, so it's just like perfect. Exactly. So you can also find me, which is a good segue into the uh into the. You can find me on Twitch uh, to twi- the nether realm into the <laughs> nether realm in the spooky zone at twitchtv TV. Um, we have all sorts of games and streams and whatnot. Um. I put all that on my YouTube. I was going to say something else. I'm also on Twitter at Bone King, and we post all this shit there. Alrighty, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we're, oh, yes. Thank you so much. Glad, I'm glad to be here. Yes. I was, that's totally who I was thinking. Um, wow, George. Uh, uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.